all news, all for Texas. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, an EF3 tornado brings big damage to Big D. Leon Castro is looking for some more money from you. The president continues to be displeased with Democrats and his fellow Republicans. The Trump administration will collect DNA samples from asylum seekers and other migrants detained at the southern border. I'm Vicki Barker. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Homes and businesses were torn apart in and around Dallas from an overnight tornado. This part of Dallas called Preston Hollow is the scene of some of the most widespread damage. Wherever you look here, you see rooftops have been blown away. Power lines are down. Some trees were uprooted and blown into the street. It is just remarkable to see the power of this tornado. People who live here say it was frightening. They are just glad to be alive. Steve Futterman, CBS News. Dallas. Correspondent Clayton Neville is also in Dallas. Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson says the city suffered significant property damage, but first things first. Our top priority has been making sure that everyone in our city is safe. Many residents left astonished by what the storm left behind. Yes, uh, our neighbor's house is like collapsed on the roof and then the tree's gone. Like it's on top of the roof. Many doing what they can to help those hardest hit by the storm. We're just watching. We just, watch, we just see. Yeah, we can help anybody, uh, anybody that needs help. Crews working to restore power and traffic signals across the city. Clayton Neville, Dallas. Several homes belonging to Dallas Stars players are dealing with damage following last night's tornado. The Stars say goaltender Ben Bishop and his family are okay after his home was battered last night. Bishop missed morning skates uh, and is expected to be at the at tonight's game against Ottawa. A home owned by Tyler Sagan had its roof ripped off, but the forward noted on Twitter he no longer lives there. He says the damage is extremely sad to see, and he's praying for everyone affected by it. No injuries were reported. Giving birth is stressful enough, but how about delivering your baby in the middle of a storm? That's exactly how one mom in Rowlett welcomed her little girl last night. The lights were out, the sirens were going off, and the staff at the Bump Birthing Center was in the laundry room delivering the baby. We don't have a name for her yet, but she and mom are said to be doing just fine. Chelsea Wade for CBS News, Dallas. KTSA AccuWeather. Clear skies tonight, low 44 in the hill country, 55 along the Riverwalk. A nice day tomorrow under plenty of sunshine, high 81. Clear tomorrow night, low 48 in the hill country, 56 along the Riverwalk. Another beautiful day on Wednesday, sunshine with a high of 83. I'm meteorologist Carl Erickson with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. The proposed draining of four Guadalupe Valley lakes would reportedly cost lakeside residents half a billion dollars. The Guadalupe Blanco River Authority decided to drain the lakes after spillgate failures at two other lakes in 2016 and earlier this year. A lawsuit by lakeside residents has put that plan on hold until at least next year. The more than 2,000 homes located on the six lakes have a combined market value of more than a billion dollars. Residents say that evaluation could drop by 50% if the lakes are drained, resulting in a loss of $10 million in property tax revenue. Bear County is unveiling new electronic voting machines for early voting in the Texas Constitutional Amendment election. The county spent $2.5 million on 2,500 new electronic voting machines. Bear County Elections Administrator Jackie Callanan says after you cast your ballot, the machine will print out a copy on paper which you will place into a tabulator. If there is a call for a recount, the paper ballots will be used. People were demanding a paper trail 
so that you could audit the election afterwards. Um, this system does that for us. Today is the first day of early voting in the November 5th election. Elizabeth Ruiz, KTSA News. Julian Castro says he needs some cash flow or he's dropping out of the presidential race. Castro's campaign manager says there is no path to victory if he's not included in the November debate. And in order for that to happen, he needs 800000 by the end of the month. The former San Antonio mayor has been way behind leading candidates in the polls, and raising money has been a struggle. Recent filing show Castro raising over just $3.4 million during the third fundraising quarter and a little over 600000 in the bank. Don Morgan, KTSA News. The Lotus Congressman Will Hurd says so far no Ukrainian officials believe there was a quid pro quo relating to aid from the U.S. We haven't heard from any Ukrainian official that felt like there was this uh, arrangement. Hurd, who sits on the House Intelligence Committee, told CBS's Face the Nation that no one has told the panel they felt pressured. He added that President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, should testify before the committee. The White House is denying any quid pro quo related to U.S. aid to Ukraine. A whistleblower complaint alleged that Trump wanted to make it conditional on an investigation into former Vice President Joe Biden's family. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. This is Texas News Radio. I'm James Pledger, and the Cowboys are alone atop the NFC East after crushing the Eagles on Sunday Night Football 37-10 to snap their three-game losing streak and improve to 4-3 on the year. It was the Cowboys' largest win over Philly since 1998. Zeke Elliott ran for 111 yards and a score, while the defense feasted as well with four turnovers on the night. The defense did suffer some injuries, though, as defensive end Robert Quinn had to leave the game with a rib injury and linebacker Leighton Vanderesh left the game with a neck injury. Quinn's rib injury is thought to be minor, as is Van Der Esch's neck injury, which is believed to be a stinger. Both are expected to return after the Cowboys bye this week. Following their 30-23 loss to the Colts on Sunday, the Texans continue to try and revamp their roster as they acquired Raiders' 2017 first-round pick, cornerback Garyon Conley, in exchange for a 2023 round pick. The Texans' secondary has been a mash unit as Jonathan Joseph suffered a shoulder injury in the loss, recently signed Philip Gaines suffered an ankle injury, and Bradley Roby is out for an extended amount of time with a grade 2 hamstring injury suffered earlier this year. The Texans also lost safety Tayshawn Gibson to a back injury in their loss to the Colts. Texans wide receiver Will Fuller also didn't finish his game with the Colts as he left with a hamstring injury and is expected to miss several weeks with a significant hamstring pull. In Major League Baseball, the Astros are headed to the World Series for the third time in history and the second time in the last three years. They'll be taking on the Nationals after being the Yankees four games to two with their walk-off win on Saturday with Game 1 of the World Series set for tomorrow night. And don't forget, you can catch it right here on your home for the Major League Baseball postseason, ESPN San Antonio. I'm James Pledger for 1250 ESPN San Antonio and 94.5 FM, your home for the Big Sports. are on Washington this week as more testimonies in the president's impeachment inquiry come to Capitol Hill. But before testimony begins, Mick Mulvaney tries, has tried to clarify his hotly criticized comments last week about the president's phone call with the president of Turkey. Meanwhile, the president's acting chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, backpedaled on his admission last week that there was a quid pro quo in the president's phone call with Ukraine, now at the center of the Democrats' impeachment inquiry. But in an explanation on Fox News, Mulvaney denied ever saying there was a quid pro quo. 
So I recognize that, that folks, that, that I didn't speak clearly maybe on Thursday. Folks misinterpreted what I said. But I never said there was a quid pro quo because there isn't. Also this week, House impeachment investigators expect to hear from multiple administration officials. That's ABC's Andrea Fuji. Uh, Saturday, President Trump announced he dropped plans to host next year's G7 conference at his golf resort in Doral, Florida. In a tweet, President Trump blamed the media and what he called Democrat-crazed and irrational hostility for his decision. Acting Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney doubled down on Fox Sunday. I think he knows, he thinks that people think it looks lousy. Mulvaney first announced Thursday that Doral was chosen for the important gathering of foreign world leaders. Far and away the best physical facility for this meeting. He also insisted there was nothing improper about hosting the summit at Doral because the president would not earn a profit. Tom Hansen, CBS News. The president then demonstrated how irked he is by critics within his own party. The president's clearly grumbling over critics within his own party, pointing to Utah Senator Mitt Romney as a problem for Republicans that Democrats don't have. They don't have people like that. They stick together. You never see them break off. In recent interviews, Romney and other Republicans have aired their criticisms of Mr. Trump's decision to pull U.S. troops out of Kurdish-held areas in Syria. He says the so-called never-Trumpers may be worse than Democrats, but he also maintains they're dying off. They're on artificial respiration, I think. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. Some members of the Dallas City Council are questioning whether the city should pay for costs associated with presidential campaign stops. The city said security for President Trump's campaign stop last week cost the city about $170,000. More than 18,000 Trump supporters filled American Airlines Center Thursday night, and Dallas police were on hand to provide security. And Mayor Eric Johnson reportedly plans to ask a city council committee to consider whether the city should ask campaigns to pay for their own security for future campaign visits to Dallas as opposed to visits on official business. This is Texas News Radio. KTSA Money News. Wall Street rallied after Friday's sell-off with investors anticipating another run of solid corporate earnings this week and on optimism that the U.S. and China will reach agreement on the partial trade deal. President Trump told a cabinet meeting at the White House that trade talks with China are going well. The Dow gained 57 points to 26,827. The Nasdaq rose 73 points to 8,163. And the S&P advanced 20 points to 3,006. Duncan Brands is rolling out Beyond Meat's plant-based sausage sandwich to more than 9,000 Duncan locations in the U.S. starting next month. Jason Brooks, CBS News. The news never stops. This is Texas News Radio. The Pentagon is not withdrawing as many American troops from Syria as first announced. Some 200 troops will remain in northeastern Syria. We have troops in towns in northeast Syria that uh, are located next to the oil fields. The troops in those towns are not in the present phase of withdrawal. Defense Secretary Mark Esper said their main mission will be to keep those fields out of the hands of ISIS. A purpose of those forces, working with the SDF, is to deny access to those oil fields by ISIS and others who may benefit from their revenues that could be earned. U.S. officials are worried about ISIS fighters breaking out of detention centers in Syria. Kami McCormick, CBS News, Riyadh. Following a failed sting operation aimed at capturing the son of convicted drug lord El Chapo Guzman, 
Mexico's president now says he's willing to arrest him. The Mexican president's strategy is causing a rift among the Mexican people. In one small survey, 45 percent of those asked said letting the drug lord's son go was the right thing to do. The Mexican leader now says he would be willing to arrest Ovidio Guzman Lopez if there is a proper arrest warrant. Some critics say the narcos now have the upper hand. That's CBS's Adrian Bard in Mexico City. A restaurant employee was tied up by a man with a gun during an overnight robbery. Happened at the Zio's location on Interstate 10 West near De Zavala. The man had a bandera wrapped around his face when he forced the employee into an office. After grabbing some cash, the gunman took off. Police untied the employee who was not hurt during the incident. They are still looking for the man who robbed the restaurant. A DNA test leads to a family reunion. It was a reunion 75 years in the making. <laughs> Two sisters cried as they met for the first time this past week at Detroit Metropolitan Airport. Suzanne Bakeland was given up for adoption. Jackie Murphy was raised by their birth mother. Suzanne didn't know she was adopted and found out through a DNA test about the relatives she never knew she had. Jackie spoke about their late mother. I know. She's looking down saying this journey is over with. My daughters are together. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. This is Texas News Radio. CBS Eye on Veterans from ConnectingVets.com. So what exactly do the men and women of U.S. Army Special Forces really do? Green Beret Sergeant First Class Mark Heidelberger recently shared with us a glimpse behind the scenes. When I talk to people, what separates us from, let's say, the SEALs, Rangers, language capabilities, cultural awareness, and we do everything by, with, and through indigenous forces. So that could be anything from a professional foreign military down to a militiaman. So that's why to us... The language and the cultural piece is so big, it's because we're always working with other people and through other people. I'm Phil Briggs from ConnectingVets.com for CBS News. The Trump administration is planning to collect DNA samples from asylum seekers and other migrants detained at the southern border. The new rule will mandate DNA collection for almost all migrants who cross between official entry points and are held even temporarily. The Justice Department says the information will then be fed into a massive FBI database used by law enforcement hunting for criminals. The rule will not apply to children under 14, to legal permanent residents, or to anyone entering the U.S. legally. It will apply to asylum seekers who come through official crossings. Vicki Barker, CBS News. Two people have been arrested after trying to abduct a three-year-old girl from a Westside mobile home park. The Bear County Sheriff's Office says 47-year-old uh, Christopher Shapira and 58-year-old Patricia Benitez tried to take the girl Saturday afternoon when she and her five-year-old sister were playing outside. The girl's mom was nearby and, and the older girl told her that the pair had taken her sister. The mother confronted the pair before they were able to leave the area and then called to report the attempted abduction. Uh, both were arrested a short time later. U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Brexit plan is hitting a snag. Prime Minister Boris Johnson wanted to fast-track his deal by calling a quick vote, but that's been shot down. Under established rules, a measure cannot be considered for a second time during the same parliamentary session. The decision from House Speaker John Burko. My judgment, however inconvenient and irksome to some people, has the advantage of being procedurally right. Johnson's government will now go to Plan B, trying to gain parliamentary backing for the deal by passing the legislation necessary to actually implement it. A longer process. Tom Rivers, ABC News, London. 
And also in the UK, a brand new documentary is taking on the rumored royal rift between Prince Harry and his older brother, Prince William. Prince Harry opening up about the rumored bad blood in the royal family to ITV's Tom Bradby in a new documentary. Inevitably, you know, stuff, um, stuff happens, but... Look, we're, we're brothers. We're, we'll always be brothers. Um, we're certainly on different paths at the moment. The documentary underway at the same time that Harry and Meghan announced legal action against a British tabloid over privacy concerns. Prince Harry now saying he's focused on keeping his loved ones safe in the wake of his mother, Princess Diana's death. I will always, I will always protect my family. That's ABC's Will Gans. KTSA Entertainment. Jennifer Lawrence and Cook Maroney are officially married. A source tells E.T. that the couple tied the knot on Saturday in Rhode Island. A-listers in attendance included Adele, Cameron Diaz, Emma Stone, and Nicole Richie. Francis Ford Coppola is defending Martin Scorsese after he described Marvel films as not cinema. Coppola says we expect to learn something from cinema and that no one gets anything about seeing the same movie over and over again. Celebrating an E.T. birthday today, Judge Judith Scheinlin is 77, Kim Kardashian is 39, and who is the only living original star of the classic TV series The Honeymooners? That would be Joyce Randolph, who played Trixie and today turns 95. This report brought to you by CBS Audio. For more entertainment, news, sports, and lifestyle features, go to cbsaudio.com forward slash podcast and explore all that CBS Audio has to offer. From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Kevin Frazier. Comal district officials say a photo posted online of some school football players has been doctored up with racial insults. The image spotted online last Thursday shows Smithson Valley High School football players with comments that include the F word and the N word targeting the rival Judson High School football team. The two teams uh, played each other Friday. School district officials later said they're investigating to find out who doctored up the image after they saw the original image posted by the students, which did not have those words. In New Orleans, crews demolished a pair of leaning construction cranes at the Hard Rock Hotel construction sites. Crews now are turning their full attention to finding the remains of the two dead individuals still buried under the rubble. We'll be successful. We'll get to them. The question becomes, what's it going to take to do it? Fire Chief Tim McConnell. New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell says after that she wants to see the entire building reduced to nothing. The expectation and the next mission after we remove our people from the site will be full demolition. There will also be investigations, litigation, and possible prosecution. Dave Cohen for CBS News, New Orleans. Facebook today explained what it's doing to combat online election interference and voter suppression. Facebook saying it removed four suspicious sites from Russia and Iran just today. We've identified and removed uh, more than 50 such clusters of these fake accounts in the last year. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg saying they've improved labels on fake news and removing anything inciting political violence or voter suppression, but they will not censor legitimate politicians, even if they make false claims. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. New York State is joining a growing list of states around the country providing exemptions for breastfeeding women when it comes to jury duty. Mothers who are breastfeeding and would like to opt out on serving jury duty now have that choice in New York State. Governor Andrew Cuomo ushering in the exemption, allowing breastfeeding moms to postpone jury duty for up to two years. He called it a common sense measure that gives moms flexibility at a time when they need to care for a newborn. More than a dozen other states have similar exemptions. 
The mom must apply to the court to postpone jury duty and also provide a note from a doctor verifying she is breastfeeding. Michelle Franzen, ABC News, New York. KTSA AccuWeather. Skies remaining clear through tonight. Low 44 in the hill country, 55 along the Riverwalk. A nice day tomorrow under sunshine. High 81. Clear tomorrow night. Low 48 in the hill country, 56 along the Riverwalk. Plenty of sunshine and pleasant Wednesday. High 83. I'm meteorologist Carl Erickson with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. Texas News Radio is a production of 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Get news anytime online and stay connected at KTSA.com.